Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles a la International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me all across the pond in the land of the Red Dragon, the gold standard in Wall Street Journal's gold standard in ghost hunting, the big star of Japanese TV, Mm. Mr. Stephen Parsons. Do you know, one of these days... I'm just going to go off and make a make a coffee while you do the intros because they take that long. Good evening, Ron. How are you? Just think about it. It's the less time we have to speak, you know. Well, yeah, all to your advantage. Exactly. And you are listening, of course, to us on Tojinet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Ghost Channel, Ghost iTunes, Box, Frank's Box. Frank's Box. And there you go. Hey. There's, uh, I think, I think we should, we can't let the uh, the intro of the show go without a, a mention oh. um, of Frank's death. Frank Sumption, the inventor of the Frank's box, passed away uh, earlier yes, this did. week, sadly. Yes, he and did. Um, but it's not I a problem because I have him as a guest on the show. So, we well, I was say. gonna say I'm just waiting for the first ones to come back and say he's been in touch. Or, I got him. Uh, oh, he's already been in touch with me. I mean, like I says, I have him, and we're going to be turning him on very shortly and. Uh, speaking with him. Oh my God! I heard my name. Nothing. I heard my name. Nothing. I did. Paradox. I heard it. Matrixing. I heard it. Matrixing. Matrixing. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, so, tonight's guest is absent because, unfortunately, they're no, on the Frank, other side. I'm telling you. Yeah, they're on the other side. Missing. Oh, he's not way. absent. He's here and here in spirit. Frank, if you can hear my voice, say something intelligent. Not three times, please. Ooh, did you hear that? I heard an echo on your end, nope. too. Nothing here. Really? <gasps> yeah. That's anyway, uh, four, so anyway. Four, weeks, four weeks tonight, um, I shall be packed and ready and going. I'm sure you are. Um, stuff, because we have some adventures, don't we, coming up? Right, but, but I want to get back to something before you go... Off no, 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 no. Yes, 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 This has got to do with, with, with Frank. Well, we'll get round to Frank when he comes through. No, no, no. I, I've already spoken. I told you I already spoke to him. And, and on September 3rd, uh, yeah. we will um, – there's this new thing. I don't know if you're aware of it, but uh, Connect for Ghost well, the game. The, the, uh, well, yeah, the yeah, it's Xbox, adapted. The but, Xbox thing. Yes, but it's a – Yeah, it's been, been around for a long time. No, no, no. It's been re-engineered – no, by... no, 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 it's been, it's been, that was done two years ago. It's been re-engineered <laughs> by none other than, uh, who's the other guy? Not Frank. What's, oh, now I drew a blind in my brain. Oh, who's the other guy that does all that, that equipment and stuff? Oh, take not, you, not take Keith Moon. Uh, Chris Moon? No, not Chris Moon. Somebody else. Uh, uh, man, in, man in the Moon. 
not Moody. I mean, who is that? Anyways, it's been re-engineered, and they now use Again. it for ghost hunting. They've been using it for ghost hunting for at least two years. Um, right, that's because, right. Because it, it is uh, infrared, pseudothermal, uh, it is motion sensitive, it is uh, potentially a new way of monitoring uh, uh, an environment. And uh, so far, I haven't seen any, any positive results in terms oh, of it caught a ghost. That's because um, you're, you're, you're not ears but, not to the ground like me. But, I actually know someone who has got some great results with it, and we're going to have well, inevitably. Show. Well, I, I, you know, you can produce people who've got great results with a block so of wood. So on September third, of... with, without any further ado, Jeff Belanger will be joining us and uh, talking about uh, the engineered connect, uh, where he has captured uh, several. Um, full-body apparitions on it. So we're really excited about that. That's going to be on September 3rd. Dave Chappell, yes, Destination Truth. Thank you very much. That's who it was. Dave Chappell is the one who has re-engineered this. And uh, thank you, Nathan. Uh, that was from the Pararex chat. And uh, it's absolutely true. So uh, Jeff Belanger will be on on September 3rd, and he will be talking about And I believe he's going to give us some videos so that we can actually comment it uh on the air, so it'll be. I'm I, I assume you're talking about Ghost Chronicles. No, I'm talking because about Ghost Chronicles International. Uh, well, it won't be on September 3rd then. And why is that? Because that's a Wednesday. Uh, September 2nd, whatever it is. Second. Oh, hang on. No, sorry, I was looking at August. I apologize no, profusely. It is the second. I apologize profusely. Whatever. Uh, well, there you go. Cool. Yeah, that's, so that's, I'm looking forward to that already. Yeah, and so he will be on very shortly. And, and like I said, he does have the video on it too, which he will uh, send me a link for us. So we'll post that up on our page, uh, which is Ghost Chronicles International, by the way. Uh, like us on Facebook or pretend you like us and you'll get the mm -hmm. the links and stuff that we post on there. So that's that's kind of cool. We never pressed that page and it's been sitting there forever. So we should probably do something with it. So once again, Ghost Chronicles International, pretend you like us and there you go. Anyways, pretend just like us. <laughs> it's easy for you to say. Um, anyway, Dave Chapel. That's right, Dave. Chappell. Do you know anything about Dave Chapel, by the way? No, but I'm excited by this idea of this new sensor technology because the Connect does have some potential, and uh, it's something I've been watching with interest because it's something that you know. Quite early on, we've always talked about ghost hunters being an inventive lot. And uh, they grasp the idea of this robotic sensor quite early on, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. But we had uh, there's an art installation running in the UK at the moment where you can spend a night in an art gallery by remote control. And what they've done is they've taken some of these Connect sensors and they've fitted them to uh, a robot that the the uh, you can come in on the internet and you can drive the robot through the gallery at night and uh, there's an interactive commentary. But watching the video, I'm sure, as the thought was going through my mind, was going through lots of other people, that you could also remotely uh, access buildings and locations um, that are otherwise locked to investigations. Uh, well, there are, there are a lot like that. There are yeah, already but like that. normally I mean, cameras it, are but... fixed. But years, yeah, it's true. The, I mean, one of the first to do it, of course, was the library in, uh, mm -hmm. I think, Indiana, Illinois. They, they did that. And supposedly, yeah, I've seen some video where they actually yeah. 
uh, had some interesting effects on yeah. it. I mean, um, let's say normally the cameras are fixed, and you might be able to right. pan them, but this thing is, it, you can actually take this robot um, and walk around with is, it, yeah, and walk around with it. So that's uh, yeah. that's you know, it offers potential. Uh, <laughs> you know, even our say, friend Richard uh, Felix, uh, the Derby Jail is uh, is wired as well. Uh, Derby Jail has been wired for a number uh, for a yeah. long time. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, uh, yeah, we do think, a live think, broadcast there for one. Yeah, time. I think I think Richard's uh, been wired as well, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Over the years, they so just had a cup of Sp- tea. Speaking of, uh, yes. Oh, speaking of Richard, reminds me that tomorrow night here in the UK at 10 p.m. UK time, which is 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for those of you who can manage to tune in via the different internet methods uh most haunted returns to our screens the new series um and a new format uh yvette was being interviewed today and she promises that they're going back they're taking the lead from spirit quest of course and they're going back to the victorian roots of ghost hunting can you can you believe that i I mean i know i I, yeah i mean yeah what a ripoff but they're going back to the victorian roots of ghost hunting there are no um you know, it's the team. There's no investigators brought in. There's no mediums brought in. Apparently, um, it's just the the most haunted crew and uh, going back to their Victorian roots. So, I, you know, I can't help thinking this is going to really clob ourselves of the K2 and other gadgets. And uh, but will, you know, it will push up the sales of oil lamps and Ouija boards and Ouija boards and and old broken tables with rickety legs. Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, tonight, I have actually, I have the new Iway, uh, well, not the new, but they have the Iway planchette, and we'll be using this tonight on the uh, Ouija board and uh, see what it really is. such uh, an does. exciting life. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be at my uh, yeah. <laughs> paranormal study group at the Circles of Wisdom tonight, so uh, it'll be a tr- nice try. And we'll be doing the Zenicar test as well, so that'll be excellent as well. The this idea, I mean, you're very into the equipment, aren't you? You you rush out and buy all the latest toys and gadgets. As, well, uh, I've got to, uh, you know, I got to see, what? you know, there's any validity to them, so I've got to ex- explore them. And uh, are you finding any positive results from any of this new technology that's surfacing? It's all relative. <laughs> relative. It's like make, matrixing, you know. I mean, basically, you see what you want to see, and most of this stuff. I mean, yeah, but I mean, we are, you know, I believe what you want to believe. We are in the throes of a technological revolution. You know, we have smartphones, we have uh, the ability to talk to the opposite side of the planet, right. um, and all. But you know, we still lack that. You'd have thought that it would be relatively simple if spirits exist to detect them to capture them electronically. You know, as you said earlier, there are buildings now, most buildings are rigged for cameras. Most of our streets and highways are rigged for cameras. All of our investigators, when they go out, they, you know, they're carrying multiple sensors, cameras, audio recorders. And you know, what we're lacking is still that definitive evidence. Where is it? Where is that proof? Where is that photograph? Where is that recording where is that i mean there are many many photographs through the years many many eyewitness accounts as many many audio recordings that so i mean there is evidence out there uh but but it's, is it, it isn't it isn't it isn't that compelling is it you know well, we, what what is proof i mean what well, what what would really be proof that's what i'm trying to say 
Well, it would come down to it could come down to something uh, as relatively simple as a multiple camera uh, shot. I mean, you know, most locations have uh, multiple cameras. Most teams have multiple cameras. Right, they have the new um, puck out there too. Yeah, you know, it would be it goes around and shoots the whole room and stuff. Yeah, I, what what we don't see is multiple camera uh, versions of the same apparition, the same event taking place. Um, we there don't may be a reason that. for that. Be, there may well be, but every lo- every weekend, uh, both in the USA, uh, here in the UK, and and in other countries also, there are there are hundreds and hundreds of people spending thousands of hours going to visit locations there they have all of the technology and equipment and you know if you will look back through the archives to the to the to the victorian era um the ghost hunters then would would go into the building armed with a candle um sometimes a shotgun um sometimes a sword but they would have an experience they would have an encounter and they wrote their, these experiences and encounters up um and in, in some instances you know, they're quite compelling accounts, but we don't lack that. You know, we, we're lacking that today. We get lots of video clips on YouTube and on the social media, and we get lots of EVPs presented, but they're still missing something in terms of their evidential quality. Quite I, I often, to ask you about that, which... Well, quite I, often I, they're, they're you, tampered you, with and tinkered with and enhanced yeah, yeah, and yeah, fiddled yeah. with. I mean... Today I was reading on Facebook somebody putting on to one of the uh, social media sites instructions for how to enhance your EVP and saying it's absolutely essential in order to extract anything audible from the EVP recording that you that you process it half to death with Audacity or some other software. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't kind of make sense. And of course, you know, hundreds and hundreds of photographs with that. There's that new paranormal phenomenon that's starting to appear on social media: the red ring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you got to draw a red ring on, around something, then basically you, you shouldn't be that interested. Well, you shouldn't really be that interested in it, should you? Well, I mean, you definitely want to pull it out, and so that it can be seen. You know, that's the thing. Well, you, you know, point it out. Yeah, but anyways, look at I, this. You were on the show on Monday. You were on the uh, the morning show with Lou and I, I on Monday. And I, I I was thinking about this when I was speaking with you at that time. And you know, back in the the day, and and I have to admit, you know, in a lot of cases now, I've really gotten away from it. Is that we used to document everything to the T. I mean, we we kept a log and we sat mm-hmm. down. We ha- we have a special software that was designed uh, for us and. It, you logged in everything, and I noticed that you know I don't think anybody does that anymore. You know that you know they set up the, the one of the reasons for the base camp was to keep the records on it, and it would be evidence would be logged in, so the central logging point, and that's also you would know at certain times whether there was a correlation uh, between uh, things that were happening. At, different places and different teams in the building. So, but it seems to have gotten away from that. It's no longer that part, even on the shows, I don't see it as much. Um, you don't see it because it's not done. It's not, uh, it's not, it's not, it's, uh, I mean, we still, we still have a central, um, a central logging point where, where we document the movements of ourselves and our own actions so that we can and, and everything and, and it is essential uh, I mean 
101 in ghost hunting is to make sure that all the timing, uh, you know, all the clocks on on your equipment are set up to the same time. Exactly. The time yeah. I mean, that is rule 101. Make sure they're all showing the same date and time. Um, that's not routinely done either anymore. Um, A lot of this isn't done. I mean, even on EVPs, no, it's, if it's, you were doing EVP, you would do it, okay, uh, uh, December 25th, uh, 1709, yeah, 20 seconds p.m. We are in where we are and who's in the room. And that's the way you used to do it. And when we started doing this, and well, this I don't is why, as, as I said, bef- well, this is why, as I said before, we, we the evidence is lacking credibility because it's not being done in a in a rigorous manner. It's not being done accurately. It's not being done in let's let's use the term forensically, because in order for, to make that piece of evidence, that photograph count, it's not just a case of having the date and time, that's crucial, but you also have to prove and demonstrate and show, particularly in the digital era, that there's been no tampering taken place and that if you have made a copy of it, that you have the original um, in its unaltered form and that every enhancement, every change that you make to that image is documented because without, I mean, that's what the police sees when they do forensic analysis. Um, you can't just stick it onto Audacity or some other audio program and fiddle with it until it says what you want it to say or tinker with the brightness and gain and contrast on the photograph until it looks like what you want it to look like and then present it to the world as is happening on Facebook and, and, and the other social media um, because it's unacceptable because the evidence has been tampered with. Everybody's walked all over the crime scene, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You have and to. Do you find it? Do you find it because the people lack the, the discipline? They they all. I mean, we never had problems doing base camp, but I mean, there are people that just don't want to sit there at the base camp and and do the logging. They they just don't want to. They want to well, be out method, playing. Well, yeah, they want to go and see a ghost. Our method is is. Uh, that that role is down to the coordinator, so that's my job. Uh, so I am I am destined not to sit in the haunted locations unless the the control point hasn't happens to be a haunted location also. And there's a good sound reason for that. Um, a, uh, it's my job, it's my role within the team. And B, uh, because I am the one who's pulled the team together and pulled the often pulled the investigation together and coordinated everything, I already know a great deal about the location, which puts anything and experience i have it, it yeah it puts it at risk it taints it so i i remove myself from that situation of course i keep a log of my own experiences because that's important but Anne, who works through our, our logs afterwards um does you know is aware that i have this this greater knowledge um, about the location and so it has always been um for the last umpteen years my job is as coordinator is to coordinate the investigation uh, which largely means to you know in many cases to absent myself from the actual um sitting in the in the you know the, the top spot and uh and looking for the ghosts well when you do an event uh do you do you i assume that you go with with the groups to the various locations Oh, in, in terms of when we're doing... You're talking about like, an event, not a, a real yeah, investigation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when there's a public access event, that's different because, um, again, you don't want to 
spend the entire time with them because you become the center of their attention. And let's be honest, they're paying good money so that they can explore, so that they can investigate for themselves. So you become a facilitator and you give them you give them some some guidance and you send them off to do the investigations and you check in with them regularly to give them the opportunities to ask questions uh for me to perhaps give them a little extra guidance uh to work with them and then go off to see somebody else another another group of people because you know they're there to be the investigators that's what they they've come along for not to be right. dragged around a building by me uh, or any other group of people to say hey watch us we're now going to do a ouija board we're now going to do table tipping and you can all stand there and watch and maybe one of you can join in i mean that's a wholly unsatisfying experience exactly although some i know that some people don't like to participate in certain things which is fine too but uh I oh, perfectly perfectly yep. but you know, people are there to investigate. Um, they've come along. They want to have the experience. They want to learn from the experience, and and they, you know, ultimately, just being you know pulled around in groups and uh, being made to watch. You might as well stay at home and you know exactly. You can just bag watch popcorn it and watch it on TV. Yeah, there you go on telly. So that's kind of interesting, but. Um, you are coming over here, and you be, will be doing uh, Spirit Quest with us in September 19th through the 21st, along with Stephen Scott and many other people, Robert Murch and uh, Maureen Wood will be there, Justin Rewitale, uh the great piano, uh, a bunch of other people as well. So uh, I'm excited about that because it'll look back. It's kind of like... Uh, <laughs> exactly what uh what most haunted of pinch yeah i can't believe they did that to me <laughs> it, you see the the thing is there's there's quite a few groups i you know uh from from our conversations and we can go back to the records of this show to we've been advocating i've been advocating uh put the leave the equipment behind at right. at first um, and go back to the basics, which is what you did at the old man's last year. That's right. It, which it, because you're there to to explore and to understand the nature of the human experience, and in order to do that, you can't you can't explore a human experience through a camera lens. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some groups now that there is a, a counter movement against the technology. Now, some might say it's because they can't afford it um, and it's, <laughs> it's a backlash, you know, or we haven't got it. Um, but nonetheless, it, so it's no good. Yeah, we can't have it. But nonetheless, um, I think there's a relevant move towards at least targeting selectively the equipment mm-hmm. uh, in a more appropriate manner. Now, I know that when we did the OMANTS uh, last month, uh, one of the things that I did, which um, I'm actually happy I did, was I allowed everybody uh, to go through the entire MANTS and the places we're going to go in the daytime. So they could take pictures of the rooms, what they look like in the light and uh, and all of that. And I'm really happy that I did with because now they have a focal point to uh, base anything they capture at night with, you know, so at least they can say, okay, I took a picture in this room. I see this, this, uh, light anomaly over there. Or, you know, what is it? And then, Oh, look, there's a mirror over there or, or there's a uh, copper kettle or something. So, uh, it at least allows you to, to, 
I hate I won't use oh, I hate that word debunk, but, but to at least explain uh, perhaps a, a reason for what you, you captured later on at night. Well, uh, this the, I, it, it's crucial, and it's something that um, we we learned from uh, we learned at the old man's last year from Harry Price. One of the first things he did when he went to a haunted location was to explore it from top to bottom, a process that took him, you know, several hours at Borley, for instance. Um, he looked, you know, in detail at the layout of the building, at doors and windows, sealing them as he went to prevent unauthorized access or usage of areas that, you know, were, were effectively locked off. Mm-hmm. Um, before doing any form of investigation, um, it's essential that you gain an, an insight and an understanding of the location that you're in. Um, and all of the public access investigations that I'm involved with um, in a in a facilitating capacity, I always try and build that in right at the start of the night uh, yeah, to, to, to encourage people to go off and have, and we did it at the Mansa Concord, we sent people off for, for um, you know, a period of time to go and just wander around and f- um, familiarise themselves with the building. Also, I think it's important, and again, we did do it at the Mance, was to give people the opportunity at the end to have some free time because they've been through a structured investigation and they've been to, hopefully, most of the places, most of the locations within a building. But they might want to go back and revisit some some places where they possibly had an experience in order to get some better understanding or where they've heard others have had experiences and they want to uh, go back and see if they have the same experience or. Right. And so I like to give people a little free time at the end where they can free base their own investigation if they brought any any of their gadgets with them. They might want to use those, take some pictures or video. Break up the teams according to experience. I mean, there are sometimes we get people that are experienced ghost hunters. They do that uh, a lot. So we would, you know, we wouldn't interfere with them. We just, you know, escort them, make sure that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. anything's happening. And whereas somebody who's never done it before, we might mm-hmm. go in and, and demonstrate various methods as mm-hmm. we go along. So it, it gives the optimum experience for yeah. for both yeah. both teams as well. And the other thing I, I I also do now is that if there are recorded uh, paranormal activity in a the building, then we want those people who are going to investigate to understand where that is. I, I know that uh, it, it could taint it, but it also, because of the limitation of time, allows you to concentrate on certain uh, aspects, for instance, if a certain area is more sound orientated, then people would be more, uh, might be able to capture something on their recorders, whereas something is more visual or physical, then you might use your cameras more than that. So uh, that's another thing we do. So it's it's not perfect and and nothing is. uh, But no, well, uh, in terms of a public access investigation, um, you you have to compromise between needs of the clients, the people who are there on the night, and also uh, showing them. Um, you know, it, it's more of an investigation simulation in some instances because you're allowing them to see the techniques that would be used, but it's in a situation that, that let's face it, with 40, uh, 30, 40 people. We have to take a break now. Uh, sorry about that, Steve. But uh, 
You'll you, hold that thought, anyways. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International with Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick right here on Tojinet Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Ghost Channel, and beyond. We'll be right back after the following messages. Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be with remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased. We'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Assuming that the Ron's heart is beating in the background, I, it's supposed to be now, but I can't hear it through my headphones. But nonetheless, we're back live in part two of Ghost Chronicles International. 
I assume that we're live as well. You might be listening to us on a ghost box or an iTunes app or in the iCloud or on Togginet, ParaX or some Whatever. other bizarre means. But before the break, we I've forgotten completely what you told me to hold my thought hold that thought. Good. You with me? Are you, yeah. Are you peeling uh, an apple? No, I am not. I am going through my medals. Through your medals? Yeah, my paper. I was looking for the, the inf- information for the uh, highway. Uh, I was going to talk about it a little bit, but I can't seem to find it. What else is new? Is it? But you know what's interesting? I did just find, uh, I found the book for the cell sensor. Cell foam EMF detector, user guide and reference manual. Okay, you know what that is, right? And and the one I gave you, which was now the Ghost Meter Pro, right? Yeah, which is the cell sensor with an extra and, switch. And how much uh, how much paperwork came with that? Oh, a page or two. A page. This book is seventeen pages long, includes references and mm-hmm. other different information. So you can tell the difference. Uh, the things have changed. Don't you think? Um, I'm not quite with you. It's because 17 pages long. So they, yeah, but they you're talking it... about, is that, is that relative to ghost investigation or is that what the manufacturers have put in for using it properly to measure electromagnetic conditions from cell towers? This is the cell sensor when you originally bought it before it was yeah, used for ghost of, equipment uh, and everything yeah. else. You, you, they, you know, I mean, it had a myriad of, of topics in there, like, uh, you know, uh, you can't see, smell, or touch them, but they are present in your everyday life. We're talking about uh, different things. What is radio frequency radiation? Uh, what are extremely low electromagnetic fields? Uh, current developments and controversial surrounding uh, radiation. What you should know about ELF, uh, ELF research in the 1990s, ways to lower exposure. Actually. And you know, this it's a lot of different stuff that was uh um given to you at that time so that you had a lot of information that you could uh, actually use. Unlike we have we have a comment from the chat room actually from Nathan. Uh, ask yep. the cell sensor where the eyeway booklet is. Uh, why would the cell sensor tell me it's an inanimate object? Well no but the spirits might be able to tell you through the cell sensor. It's I not think a K2 it's a- meter, you know. I think that's the gist of what's... It's not a K2 meter, you know. But this is the problem with the equipment. um, I have no problem. This is the problem I have with the equipment. It's a piece of paper. It's all too easy to buy an item of equipment, complex equipment, like a thermal imaging camera, and then take it out into the field. Exactly. It's very easy to read the instruction manual um, and to follow the basic settings but you're doing it without any often without any real insight into what it is you're you're measuring what constitutes a normal range of measurements and also what constitutes a normal range of mismeasurements and errors within the system Uh, because pieces of equipment do give you information that that uh, needs to be interpreted it's true Um, you know, as I, as I said to you yesterday, I could go out and buy a laser scalpel off eBay. I could read the instruction book, but I bet you wouldn't be very comfortable if I then wanted to perform surgery on you. I would. I have great faith in you. <laughs> 
but that's that's the point it it you know you, you can buy the equipment you can buy very complex pieces of equipment um you know the emf meters that we use here in the uh within parascience costing well over fifteen hundred dollars uh you know come with 200 page instruction i just said fifteen hundred dollars oh um you know hey, american dollars we have we have the pound i found it oh cool um i thought you'd be happy that's a very technical manual. Now I have technical training, I have qualifications, and it, it is a, at a level where, you know, you've got to have some insight into what the equipment's doing and what it is you're actually measuring. It's insufficient to see, to follow the guides that are written on, on some of the uh, internet sites that simply say any reading between two and seven milligauss represents a spirit if you've eliminated the fact that there's no wires behind the wall. Uh, there is no real insight into a measuring system or, or, or undertaking measurements on that basis. You're just going to end up befuddling yourself uh, and confusing yourself and creating false anomalies. So why can't we see ghosts on cue? Uh, well, mediums say that they can, and some mediums can, no, no, no. I mean, uh, they can't, can make I mean, that claim. They can but, only see it in their mind's eye. They're not really seeing it with their physical eye, despite what they tell you. Uh, I've never well, seen a medium to, walk around a ghost. I'm sorry. Well, we have to take take their accounts because we have no way of testing these subjective experiences. There are objective accounts um, where where multiple witnesses claim to have seen the same apparition at the same time from from different points of view and from different angles, um, and they're very very interesting accounts. Why can't we see ghosts? Yeah. Why can't we see ghosts to order? Well, why don't we see, if we go on a safari, why don't we see tigers and lions to order? Because right. you're dealing with an independent entity, aren't you, potentially? It may be that the ghost isn't there. It may be that it's you know, gone to the, gone to the bathroom. Um, it may have gone to visit somebody else. Uh, it may not want to be seen. It may not exist. It may be all a figment of your imagination. There are so many possibilities, and this is the, the you know one of the interesting aspects of dealing with a lot of paranormal claims and a lot of reports of paranormal experiences is this non-repeatability. That's the weakness that, that skeptics often throw up: this, this non-repeatability. You know, we can't. Uh, as in a, a laboratory science where you can repeat an experiment endlessly and others can take the same experiment and do it repeatedly. We can't do that. We can't make the ghost appear to order. But then we can't make a tiger appear to order either. Um, and it would, you know, I'm sure the sceptics would argue, well, you can catch one and put it in a zoo. Well, yes, because we know how to catch a tiger. We understand where they and are. We know how to catch a ghost. All we need is a devil's fire. <laughs> We don't know how to catch it's a ghost. clearly evident. Well, we don't know how to catch a ghost because as yet we understand what a tiger is, but we don't understand what a ghost is. And when uh. we, when and if we ever do, um, if and assuming that that understanding leads us to the, uh, the knowledge that they are an external entity, not an internal sort of manifestation within the brain, then we may be able to devise a system to capture it even if that's only to capture evidence of it in terms of measurements, because, you know, the laws of physics say that if something, if a ghost is manifesting, if we can see it, then it is emitting photons of light. 
because we only see in photons of light. So if we can see a ghost, then it's emitting photons of light. If it's emitting so, photons of light, they're measurable. So let's 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 see if we can construct what a ghost is from what we know, what we can witness and see. For instance, okay. you let's, said let's photons. See, well, yeah. Well, let's well, let's ahead. try and construct. Let's try and construct what a ghost may be if we make certain assumptions first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is all hypothetical. I mean, we, we I, have to assume that there are ghosts, okay? So we assume that I there can. are ghosts, and ghosts are the the essence of a human being, all right? So let's let's right, go with that, I, uh, so, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's all hypothetical. So as you mentioned, uh, they must be emitting photons, if they can be seen by the by, if they can be seen by the naked human eye, they must be emitting photons. Okay, so, so they're, they're they're charged electromagnetic particles, light waves. So we are saying they're electrical particles. A photon is a charged electromagnetic particle um, that interacts with our brain, uh, with our eyes, sorry, and is then interpreted into a picture. So, yeah, they have to. If we can see them, they are emitting photons. Okay, so we we know that the human body emits photons. Uh, if you can see it, <laughs> it's actually exactly. uh, it's it's no, it's not emitting photons. It's well, reflecting. it emits light. So if it emits uh, light, it, no, it's, it, it's it doesn't. The human body doesn't emit light. It reflects light. Yes, it light. does. No, no absolutely light. wrong. Uh, there is uh, several studies that will, and now I've got to go look for them, which is annoying, um, that the human body does emit light. It's a measure um, of light. Well, some animals certainly do. Uh, the human body certainly emits infrared energy um, in the form of heat. Um, but let's, let's, stick with, uh, let's stick with, you know, the majority of humans definitely reflect light. One or two uh, of them might glow in the dark. Uh, okay. Uh, well, that's going to be interesting. All right. So, does it have okay, mass? Okay. So, they, so photons. Okay, photons. Does it have um, mass? There are, well, there are accounts that have opened doors where they've moved objects. And interestingly, uh, there are accounts where ghosts have passed through objects also. So, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of do they have mass, some must have because they, or, no. I think mass we're going to have to pass on. Force, they may have, but mass they may not have. But if they if they're emitting, uh, yeah, you see, mass possibly. I think we'll give that one a fifty-fifty. If so, if for instance, we all know that we're made of atoms. Yeah, and, and we know that we're not solid because atoms atoms aren't solid. Yeah, is that true? Well, at, at at an atomic level, we're we're basically empty space. A ghost so, might just be it might, it might just have more empty space. But if it's emitting photons, to go back to this mass, then generally, yep. yes, it should have a it should have a mass. Okay, it has so to if it has mass. mass, if it has photons, so we're talking pretty yeah. much a solid electrical emitting mm, the, object. Well. The, well, you, oh, you're defining sort. solid. You're solid, defining as, solid. As, it could be as much as a gas. A gas is solid to some degree. Well, no, it's a state of matter. You have solid, liquid, plasma, and gas. There are four separate right. states of matter. So exactly. it can't be a solid, and a, a gas can't be a solid. 
A gas, gas can't be a solid? No. Unless so... you freeze it or compress it. There are four states of matter known to physics. Right. Solid, yes. liquid, liquid, gas, gas. and plasma. Right. Now, a ghost, can't, a ghost can't be... You can't call it a solid if it's a gas. If you compress yeah, a okay. ghost... Okay, all right, very good. Very good. If okay, you compress I'll, I'll a ghost into part. a very small canister under right. pressure... Right, I'm thinking then, more of force than... than I yeah. apologize, okay. Um, right, so, okay, so it, it can't be solid, and we can rule out being solid. Uh, but can we? Why? I thought we did because we because we there, now... are lots, there are well no because I mean it can have force without mass. Yes, but there are lots of accounts of the dead who have been who have been uh, solid to the touch. People have touched ghosts and interacted with them physically. That could be force, though. It could be force, but. They appear solid, and if we only take, if we're dealing with that that account of somebody, and there are many cases where, where 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 there are reports there are. of ghosts that right, pass well, through people. Well, let's say the 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 safe answer then is that ghosts may have multiple uh, states. They may be a gas. They may be a solid. I don't so know any liquid like ghosts. Water, so they can be uh, liquid, solid, gas. I'm waiting for the obvious one. I, my brain is raced ahead of you here. I'm waiting for somebody to say orbs, because ghosts, if they can be solid and they can be a gas, then they, if they can be a plasma, then they might be an orb. There you go. Orbs are coming back, by the way. Um, I anyways, uh, anyways, someone I've just did proved the existence of orbs, haven't I? Spooky just uh, said that uh, there are four states that we're aware of. She's saying the, the possibility of other states that we don't know, but there is a possibility, but we only can work with what we have. Yeah, we, we're staying within the realms of known physics. Our own, you're right, our own physics, right? Yeah. Uh, right. So it's interesting. So well, let's, we, we get back. So you saying that this uh, a ghost then can change... Um, well, it might be. It might have multiple states. So because okay. so there is there is evidence states. to suggest that they might be solid or they may be gaseous. Okay, so does it have intelligence? There are many many accounts where the ghost appears to interact uh, with the living in a positive way, in that it is directly responding to actions or questions posed by the living witness. But you also have a, uh, you know, a large number of cases where the ghost appears to manifestly ignore somebody and go about its business completely oblivious to the existence of the witness. What you might be dealing with in those instances is two separate mechanisms, two separate uh, possibilities that uh, one is perhaps a, uh, a recording and one is perhaps a real entity. So we'll go with the real entity. Um, the the visual apparition that appears uh, you know to have some some state to it, be that a gas or a, or a solid, and interactivity, intelligence. Um, this is interesting. Is is I think a pot a potential because um, there are certainly a lot of documented instances where the ghost or apparition is interacting in fact some of the earliest accounts of ghosts including first century bc 
Uh, Pliny the Younger wrote about a ghost that was directly interacting. And all of the early ghost stories from uh, the ancient civilizations through the medieval period up to the Victorian and, and the present day, ghosts directly interact with human witnesses. Okay. So that does seem to demonstrate an intelligence. So let's let's go. Can ghosts harm you? Uh, up until around about a hundred years ago, that was the general belief um, within society, within all societies, that ghosts were not things to be trifled with. And it really only comes about uh, in the eighteen late, this of the second half of the nineteenth century. Although there were earlier ghost hunters who were. Uh, less inclined to to be scared, um, but the the general population was was actually frightened of ghosts, and that's that was the case up until the rise of spiritualism um, and the Enlightenment. Now, in cultures in the in within the, the sort of Far East of Japan, um, China, they still have a cultural fear of ghosts in all of their stories, in all of their accounts, and indeed in all of the accounts from the ancient civilizations up until the 19th century, then ghosts were either benevolent or harmful, um, and but were generally things to be placated and avoided. Okay. Are there, there cases where ghosts have helped people? Oh yes, absolutely. In fact, the very there are many cases where the many instances where the ghost is reported to have appeared to the living person uh, in order to point out buried treasure or a hidden object that's been to the advantage of the witness. Interesting. Or indeed, to the advantage of the ghost itself. Some of the reported ghosts uh, who have interacted with the living. Were, were indicating the place where their own body was buried, where their mortal remains were, and were requesting that they be given a proper, decent form of burial with the appropriate rights for that, for that particular individual. So it may be that the ghost was also uh, doing something to its own advantage. Okay. So what have we come up with here? Have we really defined a ghost, what it is, and how we no, could measure no. it? No, unfortunately, um, you know these these questions have been going round through psychical research for three hundred years uh, since the seventeenth century. Um, the same questions that you've been asking me have been asked for you know all all those years, and we don't have the answers. We we well, saying what we just did, right? Well, the problem is is the contradictions in the answers because for every intelligent ghost there's one that doesn't respond for every ghost that that they seen somebody else in the same room at the same time doesn't see it for every ghost that makes a noise um, there is people that will hear it there are people that won't hear it then nowadays people say that they can only be heard uh, electronically or infrasonically or that ghosts can only be seen using infrared some people say they can only be seen in the ultraviolet spectrum there is there is a mass of contradictions, and therein lies the essential problem. We don't understand the core phenomena. We know that people see ghosts. That is without any. It, there is no question that people see ghosts. We don't understand what what that experience is because 
we can't measure a subjective experience. We have to go from the account. Um, and there are so many different accounts because people are individuals and they will have different experiences. Even watching a football game, even watching uh, a, a movie on TV or a movie in the, in the, in the theatre, they will see slightly different versions of the story. They will take their own version of the story. Some people you know, think Star Wars is brilliant. Some people think Star Wars is, is rubbish. Some people think Star Wars is true. Um, everybody puts their own spin and bias on it and we're dealing with those accounts and they are necessarily frail accounts okay so given all the information we can't come up with a piece of equipment that could no. measure, measure or, or identify what we said a ghost was no, we can't. But what we can do is we can look for the signatures of ghosts and we can look to make an objective verification of people's experiences. For example, in many haunted locations and in, in seance rooms, people say the room got colder, that it became icy cold. or uh, So we, regardless of the descriptions that they're using, we know that they're experiencing a change in temperature. Now, we can measure the temperature within a room uh, and indeed, there are instances, well-documented instances, where properly recorded temperature done with calibrated equipment to a reasonably good standard by people that you know, know what they're doing um, and, and have the right degree of training have recorded temperature drops associated with people experiencing temperature changes and, and coincidental with or concurrent with reporting paranormal experiences so we can objectify the experiences in that way but what we can't do is is actually getting when we get a device that we can plug into the side of our head um, and download the experience like google glasses like google brain then we might <laughs> google senses then we might have the first uh steps towards a ghost detector in that it will give us the information about the experience itself. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, Spooky says, if you hypnotize someone to get them to relay their experience slowly because it happens so fast, uh, would it be clearer? Uh, uh, give us a clearer explanation of the state of existence. I wish it were that easy because the problems with hypnosis are well understood and uh, are manifold, not, not least of which is false memory syndrome. Um, right. The reliance upon hypnosis for, for testimony um, in cases of domestic violence or, or, or crime has now been declared unreliable because in actual fact the, the, the techniques used can implant the memory that was never there in the first place. So um, it, it, it used to be the favorite tool of ufology and alien abductees to get themselves regressed exactly. uh, hypnotically. But then they discovered that in actual fact, they were just remembering a story that they'd seen on TV or heard years and years before. And that's also been applied equally to reincarnation. Um, uh, some of the, my favorite subject. Some of the great cases, um, the classic cases of reincarnation, uh, which were done under hypnoregressually registering. And some consciously and some subconsciously. Yeah. I mean, we, we probably don't register even a fraction of a percent of the information that we take in. 
Now we talk about, uh, I did want to mention, uh, Nate had a nice comment, which is true about, we were talking about cultures and, and ghosts and so forth. He said he has a sister-in-law from China and she will not even say the word ghost. Uh, she will spell it out, uh, but she will not watch a movie about them either. So once again, no. that's uh, cultural. So I, I'm sure that cultural difference, yeah. Influence it. Countdown for blast off. <laughs> no idea. Have we got a new pizza belt tonight? That must be the new pizza belt. <laughs> okay, I the old, old uh, that's interesting. Uh, but they, but you know, we um, sort of throw me a bit, but. In their cultures, they don't question the existence of ghosts. Right. They simply accept, and they they question why we're looking for them. Yeah, we actually got to wrap it up. But uh, I know, like in the Greek culture, that it, it's very well uh, believed that these human soul uh, walks the earth for forty days after we die, and it's so it's not a not a problem to them at all. I mean, because they're supposed to do that. Right. But anyways, fifteen seconds. Uh, Steve, you're coming over here in September. Uh, if you're interested Four in meeting, weeks Steve, tomorrow. meeting Steve, go to anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and you'll see where he is and what he's up to. So it's time to wrap it up. So Yay. thank you. And uh, God bless everyone. Yeah. Good night. God bless. to stitches, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.